0: You're listening to a mini series that explores cities, climate, and change, part of a new podcast collection called Talking Transformations, produced at the International Institute for Industrial and Environmental Economics at Lund University. My name is Kes McCormick, and in this mini series, I'll guide you through a collection of interviews recorded at the ICLI World Congress, hosted in Malmö, Sweden, during May 2022. We'll explore the dynamics of transformation in cities responding to climate change. We'll meet influential changemakers from a range of organisations, including the World Resources Institute, the European Commission and ICLE. And through our discussions, I hope to share knowledge, examples and inspiration relevant to you in your city as we ask, what next for cities?
1: My name is Angie Fife. I'm the Executive Director at ICLE, USA. My job is to help the team in the U.S. provide services to cities, counties, and regional governments.
0: Look, it sounds like a pretty interesting job, possibly a challenging job as well. Um, in the context of the USA, I mean, what role do you think cities can play in climate action? Yeah,
1: cities are key, obviously, to what uh, needs to be done on the ground. Because, of course, solutions that uh, are implemented are implemented at the city level, um, even if it's a, a state or a national uh, initiative and policy. Of course, it's it's happening on the ground in individual bu- buildings and individual homes and uh, in our transport. So um, cities are just so key. And of course, we believe that any city of any size in any demographic across the U.S. uh, can be involved. One of the really fun things about my job is we use uh, uh, Salesforce as our CRM platform. And every morning, the first thing I see when I open up my mailbox, uh, my email box, is a, a list of all of the interactions that the team has had on the previous day with individual members in the ICLE USA network. And so it's just great. Great to see, wow, look at what happened in Lander, Wyoming. Lander, Wyoming, who would think that Lander, Wyoming would be involved in this type of work? Um, They're a very fossil fuel rich um, community. And so, of course, uh, when we see uh, something um, bubbling up uh, in a community like that, it's it's very exciting. Um, The level of support that we provide is, uh, you know, anywhere from um, helping a, a community to just get started and understand what to do first um, to working with very advanced communities like Washington, D.C. Um, on some of their more innovative uh, policies and, and programs. In, in that regard, we can connect those cities to international cities um, to take them, of course, outside of the U.S. to, to share best practices, but also to learn from others.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really fun to hear about what you're saying about bubbling up from below and seeing all the activity and and the great diversity in cities in the US, as you say. I mean, if I asked you to pick like a specific initiative um, by cities in the US or a particular city um, that really excites you, what would you say? Mm,
1: Boy, last year, our focus was really on the race to zero. And the Race to Zero is a global campaign to get cities uh, as well as universities and businesses to commit to science-based targets by 2030 and also to achieve zero emissions by 2050. So we worked with 138 cities in 2021 and we analyzed their greenhouse gas data. Um, At Ickley US, we have a software tool, it's called ClearPath. We use it to help communities to um, set their targets and plan their their climate um, mitigation strategy. So we had a chance to look at these 138 communities. We found that, on average, a US community needs to reduce its emissions by 63.3% by 2030 in order to meet the Paris Agreement temperature targets. And of course, when I saw those numbers, I took a big gulp and I thought, my goodness, how are we going to do that? Um, But the amazing thing is uh, we then looked at, okay, what's that pathway? Is it achievable? And what we found is that, yes, uh, it will take ambition. It will take uh, an alignment of, of different levels of government. But we don't have to invent new technology. We don't have to come up with new policy instruments. Everything that we have is at our disposal. We really just need to act.
0: No, look, it's a fantastic point you make about the fact that the technologies exist, the policies exist, there's even the mo- the money there to make mm-hmm. it happen. Um, and in the US, it is one of the most innovative economies in the world. So it is one of the places where you would expect that this could really take off. Um, as you've talked about, there's many cities in the US, but is there a specific city in the US that, that really inspires you and you look at and say, wow, that's great work?
1: Mm. Of course, this would be like picking one of your children as your favorite. However, I will say, um, building on on the science-based targets and the Race to Zero work that we did last year, um, Hastings on Hudson, New York. Um, This is a small community in the Hudson Valley, uh, just north of New York City. A terrific uh, mayor, uh, Nikki Armacost. Mayor Armacost, when she received our science-based target information and a list of high-impact actions that uh, that city would need to implement to meet the target, she wanted to set up a conversation with our technical team. She wanted to really understand how those numbers were put together because it would be her responsibility, of course, to sell this to her council and ultimately to the city uh, citizens, the, the residents there. So um She also understands the importance of resilience and building resilience into the Climate Action Plan as well. Um, This, of course, we want to do with all cities uh, is to ensure that they are addressing both mitigation and adaptation in an integrated way. Um, Today, here at the Congress, uh, we announced our Race to Resilience work, which is building on the Race to Zero Work that we did last year, Um, and so we'll be helping communities to set that resilience vision, and um, do an assessment and figure out what their high-impact actions are to um, to become more resilient. Uh, So Mayor Armacost is is terrific. Um, She uh, she really digs into the technical pieces, and then um, she's just got one of those you know warm and engaging personalities that um, goes out into the community and and helps people understand why she's asking them to do certain things. what it means to them, how it will make their lives better, and gets everyone on board.
0: Oh, look, it's a, it's a great example because, like you're saying, bringing together that kind of technical understanding or what needs to actually happen, but combining it with kind of the soft side, you might say, or that mm-hmm. that language is perhaps not the best, but providing that other side, kind of to bring people along, and convince people that this is this race is worth being part of. Just a follow up question: I mean, the race to zero. What exactly is the race to resilience?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's it's also uh, uh, obviously a, a commitment first, um, but then moving folks to action. Um, so the idea here is to ensure that each city or uh, local government across the world has a plan in place um, to address climate change uh, impacts on the ground. And hopefully this this will then lead to um, further policy development and and investment, um, which is what really needs to happen. I mean, you mentioned um, the U.S. being a very innovative uh, kind of uh, country in terms of of finance mechanisms. Um, One of the things that we're really excited about working on on the Race to Resilience is priority-based budgeting. Um, Because we really believe that local governments have within their existing budgets um, a lot of uh, opportunity to address these uh, climate goals. And so we want to help them to better align um, their investments and their spending with um, addressing climate change.
0: Look, just a final question, which links to what you were just saying. Um, If there was a national policymaker mm-hmm. here, or perhaps a big uh, international company that wanted to invest in cities or to support cities, I mean, what kind of support would you ask for, for cities working on climate change?
1: More women in leadership. <laughs> I mean, I, I have lived in the U.S. my entire life. Uh, I've never lived in a city, a state or a country that has the highest elected official um, as a woman. Time for that. Um, I think we've tried the other side. <laughs> Let's see if we can um, make some progress with with women leaders. I would, yeah, I would say support um, support women leaders. Number one. Um, number two. Uh, big fossil fuels. I mean, the the key here is to get off of coal, um, then natural gas, um, and transition to carbon-free electricity um, and all energy sources as quickly as possible. And, uh, you know, this is where there's a little bit of tension between local policy and national policy, because yes, we can do lots of things at the local level, but we really do need um, to address fossil fuels, um, you know, at that, that industry and national level.
0: Oh, look, I mean, both your answers here are fantastic. I mean, I think the type of leadership you're talking about and having more women in leadership, I mean, it is so vital that we have leadership that's built around empathy and we have definitely tried men in leadership. It doesn't really work that fantastically. So great answer, not what I was expecting. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for your insights. It's great to hear about what's happening in the USA. Thank you, Cass. Once again, we thank our guests for joining us on this episode of Talking Transformations, a new podcast collection by the IIEE at Lund University. In addition, we produce a monthly podcast called Advancing Sustainable Solutions, available wherever you listen to podcasts. This mini-series is produced in collaboration with the podcast team of Advancing Sustainable Solutions and supported by the ECLI and Viable Cities. ICLE, also known as Local Governments for Sustainability, is a global network of more than 2,500 local and regional governments committed to sustainable urban development. Viable Cities is a strategic innovation program in Sweden focusing on the transition to climate neutral and sustainable cities. If you want to learn more about ongoing research and activities, visit our website at www.iiwe.lu.se and stay tuned for new episodes of Talking Transformations.